guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance, brain productivity coach, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion for nutrition and lifestyle and performance education. Guys, I want to share with you all this nutrition and lifestyle tools and hacks and tips so you can experience your life to its full potential for you. So you could feel, look, do your absolute best every day and just being in awe of what life has to offer when you feel really good inside you know that matters your that matters that changes your whole life experience when you feel good physically and mentally you feel vibrant full of energy vitality in like and like the sky is not the limit you know you feel that potential when you are vibrant and healthy and everything works in your body and in your brain that's what's true health is when you feel good, like this is good already, whatever else I achieve on top, whatever else comes is just this cherry on the top of any dessert or whatever food you, you eat, right? Um, so that's what health, that's how health feels like when you have it, mental and physical. And you can use nutrition and lifestyle tools to, you can change your behavior and what you do to get there. And anyhow, every day you can do things to feel better. Maybe not your best, but better. And that also matters and is very important. Guys, this week we are talking about dietary patterns and what your brain might be missing with specific dietary patterns or when you eliminate things, when you say, I'm paleo or I'm keto or I'm Whole30, or I'm vegan, or I'm low-carb, or I'm vegetarian, or piscatarian, or flexitarian, or whatever you say, if it involves limiting certain whole food groups, uh, or maybe you have allergies and sensitivities or other conditions, and you're doing that for that reason, then you need to be aware that you don't just eliminate food, you actually eliminate potentially source of essential nutrients that would especially good with delivering that nutrient. And today I actually want to talk, well, yesterday we talked about keto and low-carb diet. So if you are uh, on this dietary protocol, um, I was on it for about four years of my life. Uh, and even before in my fitness modeling, bodybuilding days when I was like 17 years old. I also was more like low carb, not so much keto. So if you are on that protocol, then listen to our episode that we did yesterday. Today we're talking about a few dietary protocols that require you or that you choose that makes you eliminate dairy products in all its form. And why, why I'm talking about dairy? Because guys, you know, dairy products, uh, whatever bad or negative rap uh, they might have, there's still, when it comes to food sources, the easiest way to get your 
calcium. Like there are other nutrients in different dairy products. And by the way, uh, different dairy coming from cows, from camels. When I lived in Dubai, I enjoyed camel milk. There is such a thing. Or goat milk or sheep milk or buffalo milk. They all have different nutritional profiles. And even more than that, depending on where that cow is pastured or not pastured, maybe it's raised in a factory, what that cow or sheep or goat eats, that also will change the nutritional profile of their milk. And it's like with humans. If a mom, a future mom, a present mom, breastfeeding and she eats a certain diet, with certain foods present and certain foods not present, her milk will reflect that. And probably if you were pregnant or, you know, right now breastfeeding, you know that, that you got to be really careful with what you put in your stomach because that's going to be reflected, so to speak, um, that's going to end up in your milk partially to a bigger extent or uh, to smaller. And that, what will in, what your kid will end up eating from that breast milk, right? So the same for all the animals, whatever they eat, their lifestyle, that will affect the nutrition profile of their milk. So, uh, for example, um, there is now a fashion, not so much of a fashion, but trend to drink A2 cow's milk. It's a milk from specific genetic, specific, genetically specific breed of cows that have different uh, milk proteins. And there is, I think, A2 casein and then A1. Um, not that familiar with those details, but these two kinds of milks, because of a certain breed of a cow, they are different. And A2 milk seems to work better for people. But then we have sheep and goat's milk, and they are also very different from cow's milk. And some people tolerate sheep, goat's milk much better or can tolerate it compared to cow's milk that they can't tolerate. And also, again, if the cow is raised with hormones, antibiotics in a factory, and the one that um, is on a farm, uh, grass feeding itself, it's a different kind of milk, guys, right? And you can have completely different reaction. My example, I cannot tolerate milk products, at least the A1 or whatever I tried. Like, I cannot drink milk. It's going to bloat me. Uh, also, my skin going to suffer. I'm going to retain more water. I'm going to get something popping up on my skin, like a um, zit or, you know, some health problems in general. Uh, and then my energy level is going to be lower. When I eat fermented dairy products, and I always go for organic and plain, I do not have that reaction. Even if I eat things like Activia plain yogurt. I don't have any reaction whatsoever. I just feel good, like really good. I have mental energy and it's easier for me to get into flow and I eat yogurt before going uh, to do public speaking because it puts me into this beautiful state. So how cool is that, right? And for a lot of uh, my clients who say, oh, you know, dairy doesn't work that well for me, I recommend them to try naturally fermented the organic dairy products, like maybe yogurts. And also try out sheep yogurt or goat yogurt. Sheep yogurt tend to be uh, higher in a lot of vitamins, like vitamin D or vitamin A. 
uh, and it has different milk proteins, right? So try out all these different ver- versions and variations. And why is that? Because again, dairy products is one of the easiest, most concentrated way to get your calcium in. And calcium, why it's important, guys? Calcium is a mineral, you know, most often associated with bone health and teeth that's you know what they're made of uh, besides other minerals in your bones and teeth uh, but also it actually plays a crucial and important role in things like blood clotting or helping muscles to contract or regulating normal heart rhythms and nerve functions every time our neurons want to communicate and that's why i'm talking here about calcium you know it's it's highly related to your brain performance. And maybe that's why, you know, I feel so in the flow when I eat my uh, yogurt before public speaking. It's like my brain is on uh, because now neurons has this rich source of calcium and they can communicate really, really fast and put me in the flow. And when I'm on stage, I'm there. Uh, Everything I need to remember is in my brain and I can remember it and I speak it out. Uh, So calcium plays a huge role in your nerve communication, in your nervous system function. And also every time your muscles contract, and by the way, your heart is a muscle, your stomach is a muscle, you need calcium, calcium is released. Calcium is that important for all these other functions that are daily functions, that are minute, moment-to-moment functions. Your nerves need to communicate, your heart needs to beat all the time, right? It's now function not you know bone health that can be uh that you can feel the detrimental effects of poor bone health maybe when you're like 50 or 60 poor nerve communication or heart muscle function you're gonna feel it right now today right you might be in a state of brain fog or you might not be doing great with your physical exercise or your heartbeat heart rate might be all over the place god knows what can happen or your digestion might be compromised because your stomach can't really contract uh, effectively calcium is also needed to create some digestive enzymes to pr- to break down proteins and fats and what's the application of that right the brain is very sensitive to nutrition to proteins and certain fats uh, in our diet. And when you can't break them down because you lack calcium for digestive enzymes, again, the indirect effect might be huge for your brain performance. Uh, And calcium, again, is so important that the body will prioritize your short-term needs over your long-term health. In general, as long as, as far as, you know, evolution concerned, as soon as you give birth to children, as soon as you are over your procreative age, evolution is not really concerned with you because you are from a perspective, from evolutionary perspective, a bit experiment how to optimize your genetic material. So we are the most adaptable species. So after your reproductive age, you're kind of lost for evolution. So it doesn't care that much about what's going to happen to your bones uh, when you're 50 or 60, whether they're going to break or not. No, evolution doesn't care. What it cares is how you can survive today to procreate, to give um, your genes the next uh, generation expression. And why I'm talking about that is the brain, the body, they will take out calcium out of your bones, um, maybe in some cases out of your teeth. Uh, you know, nobody is really tracking those minor things. I'm not even sure if it's possible at this moment. 
So the body will take calcium out of your bones and put it into your bloodstream and use it for other vital functions that are important for you today, like your heartbeat, right, or your nerve communication. And so when you're 50 or 60s, you might end up with really poor bone health and you just fall and break your hip or something and you might even die. One of the most common causes of death for elderly is actually falling and dying of complications with that. And why is that, again, poor bone health? And why is that probably a lot of years of compromising your calcium intake and your overall health? Of course, it's all related. So that's why dairy products, right? If you are on a paleo diet, if you decided that you are completely lactose intolerant and you can't tolerate any kind of dairy, A2 milk or fermented yogurt or naturally fermented cheeses like Parmigiano Reggiano, or there are many other naturally fermented uh, cheeses. So if you decided that you can't tolerate any of that, or maybe you are legitimately very lactose intolerant, like a lot of people in Southeast Asia or with Southeast Asian genes, they do not do well with dairy. And it is funny for me because when you go to China or Japan or Southeast Asia in general, they do have a lot of dairy products. So I'm like, are they all just kind of okay with being lactose intolerant and having all these, you know, not pleasant sensations uh, associated with consuming milk when you are intolerant or when you are sensitive to that. I'm not sure, you know, don't have the answer to that question. But to be fair, also in Southeast Asia, more often than not, they have a whole, you know, huge variety of different milk supplements, especially soy milk that's been there for generations. Uh not so much to supplement calcium because beans, soy including, do not have that much calcium actually. Um, but they like to use milk um, and soy products for other purposes. So guys, calcium, you know, again, if you're on the paleo, if you're on some sort of elimination protocol, if you're vegan, vegetarian, you are not consuming dairy products and you might be missing out on calcium in all these important functions from your uh, bones and teeth to your heart health, to your digestive health, to your nerve function and nerve communication. So where can you get that calcium, right? Um, Let's talk about dairy products uh, first. A glass of milk will give you about 200 milligrams of calcium, and that is about one fourth, uh, maybe a little bit less uh, of your daily needs. So you need to drink about four Uh, and a half glasses of milk, Uh, I'm talking about cow's milk specifically, to get that calcium. By the way, sheep and goat have a little bit less of calcium, but it's um, quite the same. The same goes for yogurt, dairy yogurt, coming again from cows or other animals. You're going to have the same, like per 200 milliliters, you're going to get about 230, 40 milligrams of calcium. That again, you need to multiply that by four to get your daily amount. So it's like 800 milliliters of milk or yogurt. Not that little, right? So I personally eat 500 milliliters of yogurt every day. Again, naturally fermented, plain, uh, organic. And then on top of that, I supplement. I have my supplement in three pills 
delivers 1000 milligrams of calcium. So I usually either take the whole thing when I don't consume yogurt for some reason, because I also like yogurt for probiotic benefit, um, or I just take maybe a couple of pills, maybe one, depending uh, how much calcium I consume from other products, right? So that's my system. Like I have this supplement in three pills in three. Why most supplements? Calcium supplement come in three pills because uh, it's very, you know, if they put it one in, in one pill, it's going to be like a huge pill. And plus, it's always better to spread it out throughout your day. So um, let's continue to milk replacements. If you drink, let's say, silk almond milk, they actually fortify that with the same amount of calcium that you would get in dairy milk. So if you drink 800 milliliters of silk almond milk um, or other milk fortified, you would get about the same amount of calcium. So all your calcium is going to be in 800 milliliters of um, fortified with calcium uh, product. And how, how do you know if it's fortified? Well, look at the ingredient list. It should say calcium there. And on the nutrition label, it should say how much calcium it has. A daily need is about 1000 milligrams, except for teens, you know, who grow, um, it's a little bit higher. It's like 1200 milligrams. And obviously, if you are a bigger person, if you like two meters hide, then you'll need more calcium. It's all specific to your body size. This is for average body size, right? Um, I already mentioned supplement. If you don't consume any dairy product, that most probably, for sure, you need to supplement. Now, if you're paleo and you do eat things like canned sardines or canned fish with bones, you might actually get all of your calcium because two small cans of sardines with bones will provide about 1,100, 1,200 milligrams of calcium coming from those bones. So you actually need to eat those bones and they're very soft, you know, you just chew them. Um, so canned fish with bones will provide you calcium, but you need to eat about 200 grams of that fish. Usually I'm talking about sardines because depending on the fish, the kind of bone there is going to be different, but it usually says on the can how much calcium that product contains. Then we have mineral water. Some minerals waters um, naturally have calcium. When I was back in Eastern Europe, there was one mineral water that had 1,200, yes, 1,200, 1,200 milligrams of calcium per liter. And that was water. It didn't have any, you know, calories. So I would just drink a whole liter and I was done with my, with my calcium. It also had like 800 milligrams of magnesium naturally. Now, some people say, well, there is a lot of calcium in spinach. Here is the data. 80 grams of spinach, that's like two big cups of fresh spinach, is about 140 milligrams of calcium. So you need about uh, 550, 600 grams of spinach, and that's like a, a ton of spinach, uh, almost like eight cups of spinach. Can you imagine? Well, if you can, and if you eat eight cups of spinach every day, then you will hit your calcium requirement, most probably. Um, although in plant-based sources, um, the issue is also fiber, like how 
well, your stomach can actually digest that fiber and extract all the calcium. So that's also a question that's asked by many nutritionists. Um, then we have things like sesame seeds. Um, they are, you know, an okay source of calcium for a seed, like 30 grams or one ounce of sesame seeds is about 200 milligrams of calcium. So you need 150 grams of sesame seeds, and that's going to be about 1,000 calories. So I don't think you want to eat 1,000 calories in sesame seeds every day, right? And then we have kale, uh, 100 milligrams of calcium. Again, you need 1,000 for per a couple of cups of kale. Again, mix it like, you know, 20 cups of kale per day for your calcium. Makes it quite difficult to get that calcium. For most beans, you know, lentils, um, things like um, cacao, beans, and nibs, and chocolate, um, the percentage is really tiny. It's not, I would not rely on that source for calcium um, on any day, right? So if you're a vegan, a vegetarian, a paleo, if you eat canned fish, I suggest you eat at least one can, uh, plus all the omega-3s you're going to get, like 1.6 grams of omega-3s, uh, with just 143 calories, about 20 grams of protein. Um, that's, I'm talking about canned sardines. Um, plus I would probably, um, still a supplement because again, if you don't eat daily products, even if you do, right? If you're like myself and you eat a lot, a lot of yogurt, like half a liter of yogurt, you still only about 600 milligrams in. So you need additionally like another 500 milligrams, uh, in, in good case. And so I find it hard to just get it from foods. Even though I do eat some spinach, I uh, do eat, you know, sometimes some kale, I sometimes some sesame seeds. But still, I find it, um, I want to be on the safe side and I do want to live longer. And when I'm 50, when I'm 60, I do want to have great bone density. And that's why I supplement. And that's why also, guys, if you don't eat any dairy products, if you don't consume 800 milliliters of fortified milk a day, right, I suggest you calculating how much calcium do you usually get from all your food sources. Look into things like um, spinach, uh, fortified alternative milk products. Um, look, maybe you consume a lot of sesame seeds. By the way, almonds is really poor calcium source. I don't know who invented this myth that almonds are a great source of calcium. No, almond by themselves, not fortified, meaning fortified milk, for example. They do not have a lot of um, calcium, less than sesame seeds. And even with sesame seeds, you need to eat like 1,000 calories of sesame seeds to get your calcium, right? With uh, almonds, it's almost like double of that. So canned fish um, can be a great source. Mineral water, if you're a vegan or veg a vegetarian if you, and you don't eat canned fish, right? Look into natural mineral waters. Maybe you have some. And look into supplements. And uh, when it comes to supplements, you want to look for supplements that have about 1,000 milligrams of calcium in several pills um, that usually deform anyhow. If you're taking multivitamin, uh, usually uh, your multivitamin would have just some calcium, not a lot. Mine has like 15%, about 100 uh, 50 milligrams, I believe. And again, you need 1,000 plus. 
So look into that, but also don't overshoot your calcium because it needs to be balanced with other minerals. So don't consume thousands of calcium in all the different supplements. Make sure that you're not overshooting it. Like, you know, 1200 milligrams, maybe 40. If you are bigger, of course, that makes a difference. Um, but don't overshoot it by a lot because that can also cause soft tissue calcification, stones in your, uh, I don't know, calcium. Gals- stones, bladder uh, stones, uh, uh, all this, you know, calcium that is not supposed to be there or other soft tissues calcification. So make sure that you don't shoot too high, but be aware. If you need help with calculating your calcium intake, um, please reach out. It's really easy for me when you provide me with a list and amounts of foods you eat to tell you how much calcium you get and what I do in your case. Uh, with your specific diet protocol. So reach out, uh, figure out your calcium consumption and match it with your calcium need. And remember that if you're interested in optimal brain performance, digestion, heart health now, and also in your bone health and your teeth health, when you're 50 and 60, you don't want to have like bone fractures die and fall and die then you need to look into your calcium. Just because you're not feeling it acutely today doesn't mean nothing is happening, okay? Nutrition for health today sometimes is not the same as nutrition for health in 50, 60 years, when you're 50 or 60 and and later. So reach out, share this episode with other people, make them aware. And as usual, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for learning. and. Till next time, eat better daily.